I used to sit at work, like stare, stare into the distance, thinking like, man, this can't be it for me. <laughs> this can't be it. And then when I was like, and then now on the training, I'm like, wow, this is like the best thing in the world. Mm. Getting paid to play rugby league and to train with my mates. And um, yeah, it doesn't even feel like a job, to be honest yeah. with you. Don't just talk it well. well, Liam Horn, brother, welcome on the show. <laughs> Thank you very much, mate. It's a pleasure to be here. Mate, nice little drive over from uh, Pontefract. Is that right? Pontefract, mate. Ponty. Is that a, it's a bit different to uh, Brisbane, hey? <laughs> <laughs> a lot different, mate. Off, oh, mate, different, but it's beautiful, though. Yeah, Ponty is awesome. It, what's uh, one thing I'll say about like the footy and that over you? Do you ever find like the fans like they're proper like everywhere you go, passionate? But something about Super League fans in UK, they'll come up to you in the street probably and have a chat with you and stuff. Yeah, so coming from uh, you know Brisbane and um, just seeing the fans over here, the Cass fans there. Like, oh, mate, I can't tell you. They're just so passionate mm. about the game. Like, the first game I had at um, Castleford, I was that nervous. I walked out in the field and they're just screaming at you. Yeah. Well, I had butterflies. I was, like, I was so nervous. And um, the atmosphere at that place is unreal. Yeah. And you don't get that back back home in Australia, especially playing um, semi-pro footy, you know, down at uh, Bishop Park at, at North Devils there. Yeah. Like, you don't get that atmosphere. So just having that um, the crowd just screaming and... They had a bit of a chant. They call me horny, horny, horny. <laughs> and just hearing that, mate, it's just, I was just like, wow, I can't believe I'm actually here. Mad, eh? Yeah, it's mad. It's, um, mate, it's been a pretty amazing journey for you. And you probably have to pinch yourself now and then to see where you're at. Because, like, reflecting on it, so I remember you just, I think you were playing Colts at the time, or, and you were just playing a little bit of Reggie's now and then. Was it at Valleys? At Valleys, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. like, from that then, I can't remember what age you were at, but then you just went straight to cup then, and I felt like you've you've you obviously cemented your position there, um, and like to see where you are now, and you're over in the UK obviously, and and you've signed like a two year deal with Cass. It's um a bit of a journey, like yeah, mate. It's been uh, it's been a long journey. You know, after finishing Colts at um North Devils, um, I just kept setting new new goals every year, mm. and after finishing Colts, I was like, I want to play BRL. Yeah, know, yeah. I want to play. Uh, my position as a being a full-time BRL player. Mm. And then after that was um, uh, becoming a full-time Q Cup player. Yeah. And then, you know, after that, just, you know, I just kept setting new heights. And then, um, yeah, just this came out of the blue, this um, Super League deal. Mm. I wasn't really expecting it um, at all. But then my manager called me and said, look, there's an opportunity to go over the UK. And, um, you know, I took it with both hands and now I'm here. And now I just want to cement myself as a um, Super League player and, um, yeah, yeah. you know, make a career out of it. Well, like you definitely are, man. But like, credit to you as well. Like, um, I, obviously, I you had you, you made your debut for PNG as well. Was it two years ago? Last year. Last year. Yeah. And I think everyone thought, oh, he's he's dubbed you to get in the World Cup squad, surely, and it didn't happen. Yeah. And like a lot of adversity in that area would have probably, I would say, probably would have like been a big big road block for a lot of people. Going, well, this is where I am. I've I've hit my level now here, cup. And you're doing extremely well in cap, but then for this opportunity to happen, obviously, like, what was it a lesson or a blessing after the after not making the, the World Cup team for PNG? Well, I guess it was just a, it was a it was a lesson a lesson and a blessing at the same time. But um, you know, all the adversity that I've gone through in my life, and um, it's just always propelled me to achieve um, greater things and just m- made me work harder to, mm. you know, achieve new heights. So um, it definitely is a blessing, and um, you know, I, I'm hoping to get picked in that um the next uh, game in PNG against Fiji and Cook Islands. Yeah, wh- so when is that? That's next month. Wow. So hopefully, you know, <laughs> get the call soon and um, be over there and put that Kumbos jersey on because 
as a footy player, that's probably yeah. the best thing about um, playing rugby league is playing for your country. Mm. Um, you know, the feeling you get and then representing your people. Yeah, yeah. And um, playing in front of PNG people is a bit like playing in front of the Castleford fans. I was just about to say, you've probably gone to the two extremest fans ever, as in Papua New Guinean fans, loud, passionate, you know, fully behind you. And you've gone with the Cast fans who, like, if you're doing well, they're your biggest supporters. But And they, they'll give it to the away team as well. Hey, they're unreal. They are. Some of the stuff I hear him say, like, <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe it. It's mad, right? Because obviously, like you said earlier, BRL or um, Colts or Cup, it's a lot of spectators, isn't it? Like, yeah. unless you get into finals footy, like, that's where you normally get, like, the louder fans. But most people are spectating the game. Then you come over here, they get a song for the player. And like you said, the journey you've been on, it's not been the, the stock standard where, like, did you play, like, 20s anyway, or did they stop doing reserve grade by then? Nah, I, didn't, I just never made it. I was just always playing Colts for North, so. Yeah, so obviously, like, from that, and then to get to here, it's like a, ma- it's, like it's, a it's not the normal, you know, how, you know, they've designed the structure of creating a player, like, you know, going through the academies, development contracts, yada, yada. So, like, get from that like you know maybe a couple hundred watching a game or a thousand to like i don't know how many casts are getting now but you're getting a couple thousand there at a game and png games are like yeah they're normally full houses as well so it's a bit of a change it's a massive change it's been yeah it's been eye-opening for me coming over here and i'm um, just seeing the the fans and how different they are back home um and the atmosphere they get at the games and the chance they got at the games is just like crazy and after the games you know like i'm walking around taking photos of people yeah. signing shirts and like back home i never <laughs> never even done that yeah, so yeah. it's just weird like you know tell them like take selfies with them and that <laughs> like i'm normally the one that's in the stand at the broncos game <laughs> saying boys come, come get a selfie with me and then there i am you know taking selfies with people yeah, and yeah. telling me to sign shirts and whatnot and i didn't even have a signature till like two years ago <laughs> you kidding so i've had to, i've had to, i've had to make one up just for <laughs> and just practice how many times trying to trying to do it and I finally got one now so good man well you can sign signatures and uh, and bank yeah, I'm sure you need signatures for bank cards or no, something I've, I've just my signature was just Liam dot H that's what I've just used yeah, yeah. and then now I've changed I've got one now so I'm Didn't legit now legit I'm certified <laughs> man like you said were you born in Brisbane. No, I was born in Papua New Guinea in Port Moresby. Born, you were born there, so you're not a heritage player or like a second generation. You're actually born in Brisbane. Yeah, I was born, born. I was born in Papua New Guinea, but moved to Australia um, when I was like a one. Yeah. So my mum's um, Papua New Guinea and my dad's Australian. Okay. Yeah, so dad was working over there as in a Sparky. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, they met each other at the gold mine because mum was working there too, and then had me in PNG, and then we moved to Australia and haven't been back since. Really? I've been back there for holidays and whatnot. But, but like lived? Yeah, I haven't lived there. Yeah, I've been lived, I've bred in Australia, so. Where, where are you based in, in Brizzy? Northside Brizzy, uh, so I've, uh, I would say Aspley. Aspley, okay. Yeah, Castledine, like yeah, that's yeah. where I grew up, so. What's the what's the suburb next to that, which is, um, it's not rough, is it? Zilmia. Zilmia, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, shout out Northside. <laughs> um, shout out 34. No, um, yeah, no, it's a good area. Nice, man. Well, I, I want to delve in a few things, but um, one thing I'll say about everyone speaks so highly about this guy, and he seems like he's he's like leveled up a lot of players, and he's over you now coaching. But Rowan Smith is is he someone that you can kind of speak highly about, or has he developed your game massively? Or yeah, man, I wouldn't be over here if it wasn't for that bloke. Um, yeah, ever since he came to Norths, and um, you know, he didn't just change the club, but he changed a lot of people's lives. Mm. Um, I remember the first conversation we had. 
was um, he put me into into the donga, to his little office, because we had a little donga yeah. at North. We didn't have like a full built office, so we had a little donga. And he rocked up. I think I was one of the first players that he interviewed. And, um, you know, we had a chat and he said, oh, oh honey, what do you want to do in the next five years? Where do you see yourself? And I said, look, I want to be a professional rugby player. And then um, I asked him, well, how do I get there? And he said, mate, he told me self-belief. Mm. Um, if you truly believe in yourself, you can, you can achieve anything. And that really stuck with me um, for wow. my whole career. So um, everything I've done and um, in my life, I've always just believed in myself. Even mm. though I'm, it might be so far out there, but I've always just believed I could be, every time I stepped on the field, I always believed I can beat that other guy, that mm. I'll be the fastest or I'll be the whatever. I always knew I was going to work harder than everyone else. So I just believed that and mm. I don't know, it just made me the player that I am today. Built that confidence around it and then instilling that belief, like you said, in yourself and then rolling into it. Yeah. It's pretty cool, man. And obviously you guys won the comp as well, didn't you? Yeah, we won back-to-back comps. Yeah, wow. And um, it was a big part of that was Rowan Smith. Yeah. How how different was the team then? For instance, the year, but who was the coach before Rowan? Were you um, there then or not? Yeah, I was there, but I was in the lower grades. Okay, I, can't I think I think it was Mark Glidden. Oh, Glitter, Glitter. I think it was Glitter. Okay, um, how different was the team? Do you reckon from when Rome was there to there? Was it a big difference in team, or was it pretty similar squads? It was a a whole new team when Rowan okay. rocked up. Yeah, it was a pretty whole new team, and there was a couple guys that were there, but it was a whole new team. Yeah, yeah. Every year the team was changing. Well, you had the, obviously the connections as well with the Broncos. Um, you had a com- couple of guys gone back down from there. So when you were playing, though, you are obviously playing hooker, but you were playing a bit of that utility role as well, like a 13 as well? Yeah, I was playing lock two for them. Mm. Yeah, just, yeah, chucked me on anywhere. Is it anywhere in particular like you enjoyed to play? Um, I don't mind. I, lo- I like playing hooker. Like yeah. That's what I enjoy playing. But I don't mind playing 13 also. Getting amongst it a bit. But they've chucked me everywhere. I've played centre. Yeah, yeah. Played second row. Nice, man. Playing the halves, like they just chuck me anywhere, so I just play. I just can't kick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. that's good crack. No, nah, but yeah, Roland Smith, mate. Back to him, mate. He's just, he's just awesome. He's just such a class um, coach. Um, he's always um, uh, trying to bring the best out of people, yeah. not just um, on the field but off the field. Yeah. Um, you know, ha- ha- making us um, not making us, but you know, encouraging us to read books and yeah, um, nice. just he's all about self development. Nice. And yeah, just becoming a good human being the field so yeah it's awesome that i love that guy yeah he's yeah. awesome that's a good way to be and he seems like more than just a, a rugby specific coach he's a, he seems like a general coach as he's open, like your life coach sort of thing but when you think about that man like I'd li- I'm, I'm interested about the guy because i was i did a podcast with lukey archer and oh. he spoke extremely high about him and even for him man like getting the gig over at leeds i think this is his second season there you know, from Q Cup over to there to a, like a pretty prestigious club in Leeds, like that shows you the like the the value of him, like coming from where he's come from to where he is now, and that's why I think um, I think I'm gonna get him on the podcast at some stage. But he's uh, he's a uh, he's an intriguing bloke that I want to get to know more about. So no, I'll give him a call, mate. I get you on. <laughs> I was um. So let's get into a little bit now. I want to ask you a few questions regarding the difference between Australia. And and sunny sunny UK, what have you noticed? What were your first instances straight away? You're like, this is different. The motorway, the the houses, the little brick houses, they're all mm. like close together. Mm. Um, the weather, obviously, it's like always overcast. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm used to like sunny every day, and um, the cars are a bit different. 
the smell it smells different than here I don't know I just know that might just be your household of them footy boys you no. <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah they don't really clean up much but yeah, it definitely does. The scenery is a lot different. It's a lot yeah. greener over here, I think, because yeah. it rains a lot. It rains a lot, yeah, yeah. But it's a beautiful country. Just seeing um, a different um, s- different scenery, different architecture, mm. um, different greenery. Like, just seeing all that's just beautiful. And yeah, it does, it does smell a lot different here, though. In what way? I'm curious to think what's, what's in Pontefract that smells different. I don't know. I swear, there's a bit of a, a whiff of like. Who likes smell <laughs> going around? I don't know. I swear. I can't explain. I don't know if because it's a bit of like a farming area. Okay. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Then. But, you, you know, you're driving through the street and there's a tractor driving on the road, like a big yeah. tractor. I'm like, what's going on here? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It's different. Well, you're over in Manchester at the moment, man. So you're near a Trafford, um, Old Trafford's next door here. You've got a traffic centre, so I don't know if it smells over you, but it's, uh, no, it's, it's not bad. Like, no, it doesn't smell too bad over here. Yeah, it's not bad, man. So you're here for two years, you said? Yep. So um, sign for next year, and then got an option uh, for the following year in the club's favour. So if everything goes well, hopefully they sign me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're doing well, man. I've seen that you were in Team of the Week one week already. Yeah. I want to ask you as well, because like, you're very much... In, in, include, you've been involved in both sides, as in... You know the Q Cup and in and and the Super League now. You know what are the difference between the two? The game over here, I feel like it's a lot more free flowing. Mm. Whereas like back home in Q Cup, like refs they they um, seem to blow a lot more penalties and um, pick a lot of the game, and it's a lot starts starting stoppy. But over here, they kind of let the game free flow. And in the ruck, you can like lay on lay on blokes a bit longer. Over here, yeah, over yeah. here, you can just lay on blokes a bit longer. So. It's a bit hard to get a quick play the ball for myself because that's what I yeah. enjoy. So, but yeah, over here, yeah, it's that's probably what I've I've noticed the most. Mm. It's interesting you say that because every guy I've had on has said similar things. They think that like outside backs in Australia have got are a bit better. They think, but more in the middle, like you've got the bigger blokes. Would you say like props and that are bigger sizes over you? So oh. the wrestle's bigger. The boys over here are massive compared to back home. Like the middles are just huge. Like the boys, some of the boys after tackle are just like. Fucking huge, man! I can't, I can't believe it. Like back home, like you got short middles that are just like fitter, yeah, versatile. We're here, here they're just like massive and muscly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so all the training they do, but you've got a pretty experienced team, though. And you, you know, you've got in the middle there. I think you've got what's his name, um, Kenny. Is Kenny Edwards? There? Kenny Edwards, yeah, he's a he's a second row. Yeah, yeah, you've got uh, who's the? I'm trying to think. We've got Joe West, Joe Westerman, yeah, Westerman. Um, Liam Watts, yeah. Nathan Massey. Big fellas, yeah. We got they're a bit of you know, they're a bit old, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> they'll be listening to this. Mate. Yeah, they will. No, they're good blokes, mate. Yeah. They're awesome blokes. Um, and you know, uh, our team's very experienced. You know, they've had a they've had a good long Super League career, and um, they've definitely helped me uh make that transition into Super League, and mm. I've learned a lot a lot off those blokes. So, um, a lot of those blokes are moving on now. So, uh, we're gonna have a new team next year at Cass. A lot of um young new players coming in. Um, two PNG boys. Yeah, nice. Um, Nixon, Nixon Put. He's over at the Capras in um, Q Cup and Sylvester Namo. Sylvester Namo. Where's he yeah. at? So he's at Blackhawks. Oh, what, Townsville? Nice. Townsville Blackhawks. So, um, and we've got another bloke from uh, Lebanon coming over too. Wow. Um, so. so they've gone for a lot of youngsters, like coming through the route over in Australia, in Q Cup or New South Wales Cup a lot. Yeah, they've starting to pick some boys up over there. So. Um, no, it's going to be an interesting uh, year next year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a bit of a bit of a new team, and um, we're not too sure about our coaches yet. But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. How have you found it? Obviously, you know you're rubbing shoulders with the likes of Gareth Widder, Blake Austin, 
Um, I'm trying to think. Paul McShane's here. Is he injured still, Paul? Yeah, Paul's still injured, yeah. yeah. Those blokes are, oh, I pinch myself that I'm playing with them, you know. Like, I used to go to games at Suncorp and watch those blokes play. Yeah. And now I'm playing with them. But those blokes are class. They're just, they're awesome. They're all about just helping the young blokes out and giving them advice and, you know, helping us out at training and how we can become better players. So yeah. that's, the be- that's the best thing I, I, I love about those blokes. And um, that's the type of bloke you want to be when you're older is um, helping out the younger blokes. So... Uh, and I got Paul McShane there, which is, he's a legend. Yeah. He's got Man of Steel. He's had all the success, and to have him at that club and to and to look up to him and, help, and for him to help me in my game is just it's unreal. Yeah, it is, man. So when I was younger, um, I was at Leeds Twenties, and Paul was with Leeds Rhinos first team. And back then, if you were over twenty, you could have like five overage players with first team as play reserve grade. Yeah. And we had we'd have Paul for time from time to time. And like he's got an unbelievable skill set. I'm pretty sure he's left footed. He's yeah. got a nice little kicking game on him. Like he's got the full package. But like for have to have someone like that where you are, man, like that can only benefit your career. Yeah, hundred percent. He's a little joker too. He's always like <laughs> hiding behind corners and jumping out and scaring me and stuff. So <laughs> no, he's an awesome bloke, mate. He's always he's always just trying to help and um, you know, that that's what that's what you want from um older blokes is yeah. to help out the younger blokes that's what it's about you know 100% man. So I'm just I'm just super grateful to have him at the club and hopefully uh, take over his position <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you gonna be, are you gonna be giving you any more advice no, anymore he's not, like, he's not. after this but man like um, you know the coach you've got this year is it um, they had, it changed recently hasn't it yeah. what was his name so when we got, when I got when I arrived there we had um, Lasty Andy Last Andy Last that's the one and then a week later he got Ward. sacked and then we got uh, Wardy. Yeah, yeah. Danny Ward. Um, and the assistant coach is uh, Dave Donner here, which is, um, he's from Australia. Cool. Do you know so, him at all? No, I didn't know him. No, I didn't know him, but he's an awesome, he's a class bloke. Yeah. He's awesome bloke. Danny's awesome too, so. Awesome, man. What's the vibe at the club there? Obviously, I can see in the table now, you, you know, you're down at the bottom, but you're not, Wakefield have been announced as relegated now, so that's taken a lot of weight off. But, you know, like for Castleford, such a passionate team and, they kind of hold high standards on on their club as well. Like you know, this isn't probably not the norm for them to be down the bottom. You know, what's the energy been like at the club? Yeah, it's been it's been quite tough to be honest. Like yeah. um, with this whole relegation uh, battle, because you know you don't know whether you're staying up or boys don't know the future of their jobs um, and their livelihoods are at stake. But not just the players, but the staff members too. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's 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 been hard. But that last game against um, Lee versus uh, Wakefield. Like it was such a close game. We we're sitting in the sheds. We had the radio on, and we we're just listening, waiting to see who was going to win. Cause, you know. But then it finally got cemented. But you know, probably wasn't the best best way to find out. You know, we no. really wanted to cement cement our spot through winning. Yeah. But um, look, at the end of the day, it's all done and dusted now. And we know we're going to be in Super League next year. So. Hundred percent. Yeah. A lot yeah. of weight off everyone's shoulders now. Well, obviously, it changes the whole dynamic of people's careers because they might, they might like. I don't know if Cass would do it, but would they go part time if they, you know, would they go part time? Was that a chat if they went down? Um, no, they were still going to be full time. Yeah. But obviously, the budget would have been cut, and um, a lot of our staff members would have had to be uh, let go. And it's, yeah, it's sad for Wakefield because that's what's going to happen to them now. And but yeah. that's just the, that's just the business. It's cutthroat over here. Yeah. And back home in Australia, you just you're just a wooden spooner. Yeah. Nothing else happens. It's like next next season, just roll again. Yeah, but I, I love it. Like it just it builds that excitement within the within the game. You know, mm. towards this time of the year, clubs are looking to make finals and um, prepare for that. And you know, we're looking to save our season and not get relegated. So mm. it builds that excitement in the game. 
Yeah, wow. You know, man, like obviously coming over here and, and playing the standard Super League, you know, I'm sure the body feels a lot sore now than it was prior. Like, is it anything you're doing in particular, like for the listeners regarding recovery or nutrition or um, anything in particular that you do on a daily basis, like a bit of a ritual for yourself? Yeah, so now that I've got a lot more time on my hands now, because back home in Australia, I was working full-time job. and then What were you doing for work? I was an electrician. Oh, so you followed your dad's? Yeah, I followed my dad's, <laughs> yeah. So I was an electrician. I was working full-time and obviously training in the afternoons. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but now I've got all this time on my hands and I've got days off. I've got all this time. I can really um, you know, look after my body now. Um, I've been getting massages once a week, um, stretching more. Um, I haven't used any ice baths, but back in Australia, I used to use ice baths all the time yeah. with Lukey Archer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lukey's great, isn't he? Oh, I love that bloke. He's he's one of the um, like top five guys that are you yeah. know, most influential in my life, like mentors who I look yeah. up to. He's, he's definitely up there. He's, I love that bloke. He's great to have, you know, like someone like Lukey. I think if you're coming through the ranks, how old are you now? 25. Yeah. Okay. So still fairly young. Like, it's great to have someone like him as you're coming through, as you're taking adversities, you know, you have setbacks, this, that, and the other. Like, he's probably someone you want to turn to when it comes to those times because he'd probably give you the advice. And he's had a bit of a journey himself. Yeah. So um, he can he can lay that out to many others as well. Yeah, for sure. You know, he's, um before I came over here, we had a, we had a bit of a catch-up and, um, you know, we just had a chat about, you know, coming over here by myself, um, you know, uh, what type of player do I want to be within the team? And um, also, it was giving me advice like, what can you do within the community around, or to you know to build to build. You know, you're going to be a professional rugby league player. You know, to build your identity, to build your uh, your, your social media. He was giving yeah. me all this advice about all that stuff, and um, he's always been pushing me to you know bring the best out of myself. Mm. Um, at back home in uh, at North Devils, we have a little group called Connect Group. Oh, cool. Where uh, we bring uh, men together uh, within the club and we just sit down and have a chat about our week yeah, and yeah. Uh, what, what's going on in our week or what are we doing, what are we, what are we chasing in life, like business or relationship or whatever is going on. And we just have that time where we just sit down and yeah. have a chat. And um, you know, he was one of those people that um, built that within our club. And, uh, yeah, he's just such an awesome guy to have and um, to look up to. And that's, that's kind of what I want to do in my life is to – you know, all these guys I look up to, like, you know, that play rugby league now and Lukey Archer and all these people, I want to be like that. Nice. All those people, so, yeah. That's so, awesome, man. So, with that, though, like, that just deepens the connection of the team. Was this, was he, is he still doing this at North? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's still doing it, yeah, he's still doing it. So, um, it's been running for about five years now, mm. that connect group, cool. on and off. But it's just, it's such a... Such a good thing to within. I'm trying to bring it into Cass eventually. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I just got to slowly, you know. Yeah, in your stripes a little. In my stripes a bit, but you know, just giving uh, that safe space for boys to come together and mm. and just have a chat about about your week and yeah, yeah. You know, if you're going through something tough or um, just talk about something, you know, because you know, at training you see the boys or hey, how you going, brother? Yeah, hey, good, good, not too bad. But when you're actually sat in a room in a circle, yeah, and you know, you can actually yeah vent and have a yarn and hundred um, percent. Sometimes, like you're made to talk, yeah. Like, we we kind of we kind of make it like that because we yeah. want boys to open up a bit. So no, that's the, that's the good thing about it. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I can you know even I was thinking about well I think about it a lot like how many teams you play with like so back in Australia you were part time right? How many times you play in a team where you literally only know them for what they are as a rugby player? So they play rugby, they come here, they gym, 
you know, you, you talk about dumb shit now and then and whatever silly things you've got up to. And that's it. But yeah. you don't know, like, their personal life. You don't know what, like, like you wouldn't even know if they, if, like, what the kids' names are, if they have a wife, if they have a girlfriend, you know, how they go in, you know, personally. And, like, I think personally as a team to develop, like, you know, like, you've got, like, in rugby, it's always this, like, brotherhood. We got each other's backs. But, like, imagine if you knew that person on a deeper level. Like, you'll go an extra mile for that guy even more than just this surface level of, like, okay, you've made a big tackle and I'm going to support you in a tackle or, like, you're ex exhausted. But I think if you can get a deeper understanding of each other and, like, what makes each other tick mm. and, you know, how to improve each other, then that just takes the team, like, one or two percent extra because, realistically, most teams are doing the same thing. Like, you lift the same weights. You, you When you run on the field, you do the same, you know, um, you know the... Um, MISs or you know the Malcolms and yeah. things like that you know your drills your block plays and everything but if you can tap into the you know tap into the mind essentially and 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 break that you know and, and get an understanding of each other like that can only level up your squad and obviously that's happened at Norse yeah 100% yeah like some of the boys that have shared some deep stuff yeah. and like you said yeah it just it brings us close together because now you know oh this bloke's gone this bloke just shared that with me yeah. now we can build that connection and um, Rowan was massive on um, he so we used to get together all of us in a group, and then he would say pair up, mm. and le he said le oh, learn, like learn three things about someone like yeah. would would oh, would just share our life story within each other. And he would pick someone out of the group and say mate get up you know what um what, what's three things you know about this bloke yeah yeah and nice. then you know you'd have to rattle it off or he would um like when early on in the season um, he would get someone up and say mate uh, who who can name every single person. In, in the team or in the squad. Yeah. And, you know, that's, yeah. Getting yeah, to know yeah. people on a deeper level, not just from, um, you know, hey, how yeah. you going or a few things about each other. Um, I think that really uh, builds connection and especially on a deeper level. Yeah. When you find out, uh, you know, what, what, what people have been through, all the adversity that people yeah. have been through. And when you can share things that are real deep, uh, it just builds that connection. I think at Norse we had such a good culture there. Mm. And I think culture is a massive thing to have at any... Um, whether it's a business or a team or whatever, culture is culture's massive to have. And at North, we definitely had a really, really good culture there, a winning culture yeah. about just getting better, um, helping one another. Uh, whether we're going for the same position, we still wanted the best outcome for each other. Yeah. And that's just the um, culture that we had there. And, yeah, it was such an amazing place to be. That's a good vibe. But, you know, like, I, I like that a lot. And I'm going to delve into a few of those things now. But, like, for instance, man, if you're a hooker and you've got someone else who's hooker there at you, and for instance he gets over you, uh, like you can uh, you can respect that decision regardless. But if you've got that competitive nature, which ninety nine point nine percent of athletes do have, there's a little bit of you that's like, fuck, I wish that was me. Like if you didn't, you're not human, right? Yeah, how does that happen to me all the time? I always yeah. felt that way. Yeah, but maybe just want to work harder. Work harder. Yeah. That's the difference between you know the people who take adversities and keep going or let them define you yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah i guess if it just depends on how you look at it you know if if someone's making it over to you like if anyone listening back home you know if someone's making it over over here you just got to look at um you know what am i doing now to better my game or mm. what are they doing that's making them get picked you know yeah. what i mean so that's the way i've always looked at it like what's he doing so that he's getting picked or having the tough conversation with your coaches and asking you know why am yeah. i not getting picked and that's been the hardest thing for me is um um, talking to coaches and having yeah. that relationship with them because a lot of boys just accept or oh, not get not making the team or yeah. um, it's hard to talk to coaches about you know 
uh, why am I not getting picked? You gotta have those conversations. You know, it's your career and your footy goes like that. So you've got to have those conversations and build that relationship with your coach so that, you know, mm. you can get better. So. You know, regarding that that you just said then though, regarding having those tough talks. I think sometimes you can have those tough talks with some coaches and you might have experienced this too growing up through your age grades and everything. Not every coach is going to love you either. Like one coach might think the sun shines out your ass where like you do the same thing to another coach and he's just like, nah, you're not my flavor. And like it is what it is and, and you can work your butt off, you can train as much as you can, but like like that that journey with this area I think is like, well, do you, you know, count your days and, and and maybe look to play somewhere else? Can you relate to that at all? Or? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think it was uh, 2021 season maybe. I was, like, just in and out of Q Cup, playing BRL, playing Q Cup. And then, um, you know, you always had people ahead of my... I've always had people that were ahead of me, um, you know, better hookers and whatnot, and um, just always sitting behind people. Yeah. And I've always just, you know, wanted to, you know, to... Earn yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think it was uh, 2021 season maybe. I was like just in and out of Q Cup, playing BRL, playing Q Cup. And then, um, you know, you always had people ahead of my... I've always had people that were ahead of me, um, you know, better hookers and whatnot. And um, just always sitting behind people. Yeah. And I've always just, you know, wanted to, you know, to earn to earn that number nine position at North. Like, oh, that's always what... What I always wanted to do, mm. but there's just always good players ahead of me, and I just understood that. Mm. You know, at the end, they had an NRL experience, and they were just better than me. So, I just under, I just accepted that, and just kept working, just kept working hard, kept working hard, just kept, and then eventually, you know, I got my got my opportunity, and um, started to play good. And um, I think it's just sometimes you just got to abide your time. Yeah, and it might take years and years. Like I never thought at 25 years old I'd be over in the UK playing rugby league professionally. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just last year, I was, just, you know, I finished my apprenticeship, and I thought, you know what, this is going to be me. I'm just going to be a sparky and play rugby league semi-professionally. Yeah. But now I'm over here playing rugby league, um, you know, professionally. It just shows you how quick um, life can change. Mm-hmm. So I just just biding your time and and um, just waiting for an opportunity. And when you get your opportunity, you have to be ready for it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I was ready for. I was. Re- I definitely was ready for my opportunity when I got it, and um, you know. Especially, I had that Broncos preseason. Yeah, I seen that this year, and that really, uh, really set me up to where I'm at today. I had a pretty good season at North this year. I scored the most tries I've ever scored in my life. So, wow. and that from hooker as well, mainly or hooker and lock, mainly yeah, lock, yeah. mainly lock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's a great way of looking at it. Yeah. So, for instance, like what builds confidence is like setting goals and sticking to it, like sticking to a process. And like you've spoke about, you, you, throughout your journey, you've gone. All right, I just want to play week-to-week BRL originally. All right, now I want to get a Cemento jersey at, at the Q Cup. Like, your big goal would probably be NRL, but, like, you've set small goals towards that, and then from achieving those goals, you build confidence, and now, like you say, now you've pinched yourself, you've come over to the Super League, and you're playing fully, uh, like, a professional full-time. Like, that, again, then, that makes your confidence go 10 out of 10. Like, so from that, you've built your own self-esteem as well, you know what I mean? Like, you putting in the work, like, you can't deny that, where there's some people out there that flipping, they shout all the things why they should be playing it, but if you actually looked at what they're doing, their actions are not speaking their words, you know what I mean? And I think from your perspective, you are, well, you are where you are regarding that, you know what I mean? So, it's pretty amazing, man. Yeah, for sure. I think it's always good just to set little goals to get to eventually, you know, to a bigger goal, but... 
Yeah, that's what I've always done. And I think over here now, I've already set my goals in my brain where I just want to um, you know, win a comp over here now. Nice. Um, you know, uh, win a Challenge Cup. That'd be like cool. Those, those, those big goals, that are, you know, especially at a club now where we're nearly at relegation, but just ha- having those goals in my mind and mm. just um, hopefully, you know, through my actions, other players can see that, you know, I, I'm here because I'm in business. I didn't just travel halfway across the world just to play footy. I came here to win, to win premierships. To um, you know, encourage everyone in el- else in the team to you know let's like, let's do it. Let's yeah, yeah. if you believe you can do it, and that's what that's what's been massive in my life is just self belief. I've mm. always just if you can see another man and you see he he's on a mission, you can see it with, through his actions, through how he presents himself at training, yeah. and um, how he plays, yeah, and what what he's doing outside of his life, whether he's trying to better himself, um, you know, not just uh, you know. Physically, but mentally, uh, business-wise, relationship-wise, all those different avenues. If you can see someone that's doing that, then that encourages you to do that. Mm-hmm. And then if you can do that within a club and get everybody uh, on the same page, where it's just all, all about uh, working on each other, mm-hmm. uh, working on you know uh, bettering yourself, then I think that creates a good culture at a club. And that's what I want to do at um, Cass eventually. Nice man. Well, you've got you're at the right place right now. Good age, setting setting you know setting your mark in the team, you know. Regarding all of this, one thing I love to know about a player, you know, and you've spoke about, you know, you connect groups when you're at Norths um, and you want to bring that over you and you all share your adversities. What would be, for instance, your biggest adversity? Biggest adversity? Apart, like, I've had a little bit of injuries, like, throughout my career. Like, not, not a lot. I've been pretty lucky the last couple of years, but I guess injuries have always been the hard one for me. I guess for everyone, I know you've had a, your fair share yeah, of injuries over your career. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I did my Achilles when I was like 16. and um, I've heard that's really painful. Yeah, that was very painful. Yeah, that, that probably set me back a bit because the doctor said uh, I would never be as fast as I was. But I, I think I got faster. <laughs> Prove it, proven wrong. Yeah, I proved it wrong. So. Good thing about doing it at that age, though, is your body recovers quicker. And you've got that PNG blood in you, which yeah. is... <laughs> That's different human. to that. That's different to that white man recovery. Yeah. Nah, for sure. Injuries of injuries, like how I react to getting injured. Especially, I would always probably turn to alcohol or just always be depressed for a couple of days. And um, but now as I've gotten older, I've I've learned to you know once I get injured, oh, how can I? What can I do that's actually going to better myself? Mm. But I've always I've always when I got injured, I always turn to oh man, I'm depressed now. Fuck, I'm gonna get yeah. a party. Yeah, or, you know, uh, you know, so, but now I've, I've changed it to, you know what, um, what's, what's going to be best for my body? What, what other things can I work on mm. in my life? You know, if, if I hurt a lower, like hurt my leg or something, or what can I do upper body? Yeah. yeah, you, know, yeah. Well, you know, can I get a six pack or something? You know? <laughs> just, just refra- reframing my, my mindset in that way. And that's what Lukey Archer helped me with. Mm. It's a good way to be. I think, you know, one thing in that with injuries and stuff, like, I think, you know, People can really kick stones till they get injured, and man, I've been that guy. And a lot of it, though, like you talk about, comes down to our identity as well. Like an archer might have mentioned this to you as well. Like, for instance, your trajectory would be play Super League or play NRL, and then you've had a hindrance at sixteen, where a lot of people there are, you know, getting into academies, or you think you might have missed the boat at a young age. So, like, as a part of your identity, is connected to that, and and like. Luckily now that you can re- recognize that and just go, okay, what else can I work on? And I think if you can have that mentality, like there's nothing worse than being in a club when, it, when if you're injured, right, and you're just kicking stones. Mm. 
like it doesn't it doesn't help a team does it but like if you go and be in there still being positive accepting like this is from my perspective accepting this is what it is but like how can I still be the vet best version that I can be you know and I think bringing that to a club and bringing that to yourself like that can only benefit you you know you're looking at the positive still regardless of an Achilles or I don't know if you have a hamstring or calf or whatever but yeah man I think that's a pretty valid point yeah for sure I've seen yeah, I've, you've seen I've seen countless blokes get injured and um, I've seen how it affects them and injuries have ruined people's careers like they've you know a lot, I've seen a lot of blokes get injured and give up playing footy just because of an injury yeah, yeah. but then I've seen blokes get injured and fully turn it around and become better players after that yeah. and sometimes you know like what's that saying like a setback Setting you up for a bigger comeback or something like that. I don't know. It's something like that. But I think I've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of a setback. Yeah, I've heard, I know what you're on about. You know yeah. what I'm on about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like adversity is like it's what makes you. Yeah, it's what makes you, and I think that's what life is. Just going through adversity after adversity, and then just getting better and propelling yourself forward. Mm. And um, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think with that, regardless in life, whenever you have like a um, uh, something really good happen to you like you've got to expect that there's going to be bad as well with that you've got to take the good with the bad and if you can accept that in life you, you're going to go good because regardless of like wherever you are there's there's always shit around you but if you can still find the good in it like expect the bad then a good will come again like just continuing on that journey like for instance there's probably a stage of this year you thought like like you said oh, I've accepted I'm going to be a sparky and playing and then you've got to do your deal in the Super League full time. Like, do you know what I mean? So it's part of that, accepting what it is, but then continuing on your growth as well. So Yeah, that's it. Life's, life's crazy. And I always, I've always told people that, like, your life can change in a split second, mm. for good or bad. So, yeah, I, I still pinch myself. I can't believe that I'm here. And, um, like, I, you know, I accepted, like, that I was going to be a sparky back home. And then now that I'm over here, it's just yeah, it just show it just goes to show that like anything can happen in your life. If I've always believed that I was like something good was gonna happen mm. within my footy career, but I just didn't know what it was. But I know this is it. But I still am gonna set bigger goals, you know, beyond Super League. You know, eventually, NRL, you know, NRL, you know, 100%. If, if the opportunity comes, um, you know, you still see blokes making their debut at 29. Yeah, yeah. The bloke in our t- uh, back at North Devils, Jonathan Rubin, he's the el- oldest um, winger. Winger, yeah. What's he, Fijian? No, he's um he's Aboriginal Torres Strait. Is he? But he, uh, he yeah, he yeah. he's the oldest to play NRL. Wow. He, he was at our club, so he was really? at 29 years old. Wow, man. For St. George, so. There you go. And I think, you know, there's the halfback. Is it Mark Nichols? Did he? Yeah, play? Mark Nichols, yeah. I don't know if he was at, no, he was at, where was he at? Dragons? He was in Dragons in the NRL. I think it was Dragons, yeah. yeah the halfback, yeah. yeah he, was, uh, he was up there too. Yeah, man. There's a lot of people. How did the opportunity as well to, with the Broncos playing the preseason trial games? How did that come about? Um, so, 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 so through North Devils, um, they offer a, a like preseasons out. Mm. I think they got given two, so I was one of them um, to to do the preseason. So I was pretty lucky to get that. That's I don't think that's luck. That's just reward for your hard work. So was that then training full time for this period as well? Yeah, three uh three months. Yeah. Wow, surely season. It's sh- it's unreal. Surely that then would have given you like, unfortunately it ended, but like a bit of that taste in your mouth of like that's what it's like. Yeah. Surely when you come out of there, then, like you've gone, I want that more now. Oh, NRL preseason it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Like they really push you to your breaking point. Mm. Like I don't know if like I felt like yeah like it was the hardest thing mentally and physically I've had, I've had to do. And um, 
But yeah, I came out of that like fit, uh, strong, mentally strong, and just uh, a whole new perspective on um, what it takes to become an NRL player. Yeah, wow. Um, and just the facilities at the Broncos is just unreal, mate. They've got the they've yeah got that new the setup there, isn't it? Oh, mate, unreal. And the staff there, unreal. So, so regarding the Broncos preseason, then, like, what's a normal start time and finish time there? Seven in the morning, you get in, um, you do your mobility and um, stretching and whatnot. And then you got meetings, mm. and then after that, straight on the field. But they they do a lot of like like stretching before field, um, mm. before like the day even starts, like always doing stuff about recovery. You've got massage therapists in there. Um, they've got all your ice baths and uh, saunas and uh, nutritionists there. Yeah, yeah. Like checking your skin folds. Really? Like the full, you know, you got to be under a certain skin fold when you come back. So wow. they keep you accountable, you know. you got to be eating good foods when you're at that level. And they feed you good foods too, you know. they got it's all the foods there is um, like, it's all waiting there for you. Yeah, top of the range as well. It's all waiting there. This is all prepped for you then. It's all prepped so for you. So you just got to turn up. Just turn up. Like, they literally have the best. Like, being a professional athlete is the best, like, the best thing in the world. Yeah. Like, you're, like, uh, like when I was working full time, like, I used to sit at work, like, step into the distance thinking, like, man, this can't be it for me. <laughs> <laughs> this can't be it. And then when I was, like, and then now I'm at training, I'm like, wow, this is, like, the best thing in the world. Mm. Getting paid to play rugby league and to train with my mates and, um, yeah, it doesn't even feel like a job to be honest nah. with you. And it's just yeah, it's it's unreal. It's we're super blessed to be a um to be a rugby league player. So mm. who who ins- like you know when you're at the Bronx, who was like the the sharp that you like shit? He's fit. Mm. Man, oh, who's fit? Like yeah, like just yeah, putting miles in or K's in. Man, Herbie Farnworth, man, he's yeah, he's a pretty yeah, he's a, he's a pretty good specimen, mate. Yeah, he's fit, strong, fast. Athletic, yeah. Um, Adam Reynolds also made just the way that he, like when at training, like he just does things, like with ease. Like it just, like when he's on the field, he just glides. Like mm. he just, when he kicks a ball, like it's just like oh, it's effortless. Effort, effortless. This is crazy. What's he like uh, regarding fitness and that? Would he be up there with the fitness or not oh, really? When he was on the, fi- I don't, I, don't, I think he's he stood out of fitness for a bit. Yeah, yeah. He's at that. Is at that at that age where he yeah. can just. He's got the, the top two inches, isn't he? He can just chill now, so. And like that preseason, I think that's why they are, you know, they're going to win the grand final this year yeah. after that big one. So, um, they, I think they're going to do it this year. I know yeah. they've got Warriors this weekend, I think. Is that right? Warriors, yeah, this weekend. And then um, Penrith got Storm. Mm. So I reckon because I've been a Broncos fan my whole life. Yeah. So that would have been an amazing moment for you being there doing the preseason with them. Yeah, it was unreal. I, I, I was pinching myself when I was there. I couldn't believe I was there. I was, I was fully soaking it up too. Yeah. I was, um, Cause my back home in PNG, all my family are Broncos supporters. Yeah, wow. so I was getting videos of the boys saying, "Hey, can you can you take can you say happy birthday to my cousin?" <laughs> they were loving it. I was getting all the gears and whatnot, uh, sending the gears back. I was cool. taking full advantage of it. So good, man. Like I was, I'll ask you this question first while we're with the Broncos. Do you, do you remember the backs coach there, Lee Breers? Lee Breers, yeah. What was he like as a coach? Is he quite involved? Or? Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's he's basically like one of the attacking coaches there. Yeah, yeah he's awesome, mate. He's class. Um, he's got so much um, knowledge. Yeah. In the game, like with kicking, he would take us hookers and halves out to do kicking practice. Yeah. And yeah, he's so knowledgeable about the game. Yeah. And he's so passionate too. Yeah, I bet. Well, that's why you, the, the attacking style is just, the attacking is just crisped up this year for Bronx. So I thought, I wonder how involved he is in that. Yeah, for sure. He, yeah, he, he, has, he has a big part playing that. 
like taken on short sides mm. now, and I think the Broncos have been taken on short sides a lot more now, and that's mm. probably um, come down to him, you know, having his um, say in the in the attack. Hundred percent. And moving on now to the to the PNG gang, man. Um, obviously, like they're a passionate bunch, but like, do you always feel that when you represent when you represented them, or like you know, even over you, man, you might spot a couple of PNG fellas, cumbles in the crowd, like, and they love it, don't they? Oh. PNG supporters are unreal. After that one game I played for, for PNG, like after that, I swear every PNG person knew who I was. <laughs> yeah. I'd walk around and like, like they would actually like you know recognize me. And I was, it's just, it's so weird, like getting recognized. Yeah. For just playing rugby league, like, mm. it's just it's just weird. It's just like coming over here too and just like putting on the cash jersey, like people just like screaming your name and yeah, and, like. Getting all this attention, like I'm not I'm not used to getting you know attention. So it's just weird as a human being to have, like, getting a lot of attention. Yeah. I just find it real weird because yeah, I, I don't really like like getting a lot of attention. You know how do you I mean? deal with it then? I just I just take I just understand that you know I'm playing a game that a lot of people love. Yeah, and they look at you as like a like a role model, or they look at you as some sort of like a god. Mm. Like that's how they look at um. That's how I used to look at footy players like Darren Lockie, Billy. Smith. I just look yeah. at them like oh that's. They're gods, mate. So now I know I can understand how they feel. Yeah, yeah. I just still, I just still find it really weird that you get all this attention and um, you know people want you to take photos with them and stuff like that. I just, I'm still coming to grips with that, man. To be honest. Well, I think that's a credit to you, though, man. Like credit to your, um, like, value, man. You, you've worked hard. You're, you're performing on the field. You get rewarded by fans coming up to you wanting photos and autographs and soak it up, man. There might be only another. 10 years left of this yeah. like after that man you'll get people telling you to piss off <laughs> <laughs> but like that's a credit to you and, and what you're doing and, and cast fans are super passionate yeah super passionate so like if they they'll you know take it as much as they want like that that kid is looking up to you now yeah that that's that's how i'm looking at it now is how can i how can i give back you know with this platform that you know i can start to build now is how can i give back to to, to the players and how can I be a role model for um, you know, for the for the younger generations, and how can I give back? So that's that's where I'm tr- starting to think about those things now. Yeah, I started to build my um, my identity and also build up my uh, social media following and whatnot, yeah. and how I can build my personal brand. Yeah. So there there are some things that I'm starting to um, think about now. Mm. Like, you know, because I want to be in the Super League or be in the professional career for at least the next ten years. Yeah. So you know, starting to set those goals now and think about you know. What I want to do within the community and whatnot. Well, I think just being yourself, man. Being yourself, your upbringing shows a lot. Having probably coming from PNG, like it's a pretty humble beginnings, and like it's all about community in there, isn't it? It's all about off like giving, supporting, sharing, and then putting the best foot on the field. So I think just doing what you're doing now, man. So I appreciate that, bro. And coming onto things like this, Mary, like like it's all. Oh, oh, I was a bit nervous, you know, because I've never done like a proper yeah, podcast yeah. before. So, you know, just doing things that um, make you uncomfortable. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, you know, this definitely, you know, did make me feel a bit uncomfortable. But that's, you know, I guess that's how you um, get better. Yeah, that's yeah. That's how you learn. So, you know, you take risks and. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to think, right, like, um, like, what's it making the uncomfortable comfortable? But in saying that, like, you know, you're not just representing yourself now, you're representing the nation. Like, you're putting little PNG on the map over here you know and there's actually quite a lot of uh cumbles over here now i know you've got um uh, what's his name the hooker for lee um oh edwin e puppy yeah he's a he's yeah. a beast him 
He's your competition, brother. He is. He is. He's, <laughs> no, he's a gun, mate. I love that bloke. He's yeah. such a. He's such a. He's, a, oh, he's such an unreal player. Mm. So quick out of dummy half, and he's got that X factor too. So. Well, he wasn't getting much of a run in the Q Cup one stage. Is that right? No, he was playing. Um, I versed him for the BRL Grand Final. He was really? playing for playing for Wynnum. I was playing for Valleys. Was he? And he scored the winning try. I think. Yeah. Shit. And then. Um, yeah, he just wasn't getting an opportunity, and I think he went to Manly. Yeah. Uh, got a contract down there, and then I don't didn't think it eventuated, and then yeah, came over here, and then now he's he's in the running for Man of Steel, I reckon. Like, hundred percent. He's had such a great season, and it just shows you, like, yeah, yeah, through all that adversity and not getting selected and not getting picked. Sometimes you know, you know, they say the grass is not greener, but sometimes the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah. That's the other way to look at it, and you know, he's had an unreal career and. Um, the UK has been such a, a big thing for PNG. Yeah, it does. You know, um, coming over here, it changes their lives. But not just here, but also back in PNG. You know, they get to support their families and send money back to their communities and really make a big difference. So, um, it's it's given us a, a massive platform to you know um, build a career over here and uh, to also help our families and our communities. Hundred percent. Well, like. All those setbacks you just said about him, then like that just shows the character of him and never giving up. And you've got like you've got Nene McDonald over you. Yeah, Nene's here. Yeah, Lachlan Lamb, Lucky Lamb. I'm trying to think the other dudes you got over you. There's a fair crack of them over you. Yeah, a few. There's a few in the championship also. Yeah, Reese Martin's up there. He's yeah, Reese Martin. Yeah, nursing him this week. Yeah, right. Okay, that'll yeah. be a good game. That it'll be a good game. It's always a yeah. They, they reckon that like Leeds is our. Like our rival, yeah, rival, yeah. So th- like we have to beat them this week. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty big, um, big occasion. Be a bit of a big crowd too. So is it away or home? Away. It's okay, um, Headley. Headley, that's it. So, yeah, that will be, and they they had a bit of a bit of a pump in last week as well, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah they got yeah, they got smashed. Yeah. So there'll be a bit of fire under them to make sure that they. Yeah, we got smashed too. So it'll be a good what, game. Who did you guys play last week? Wigan. Wigan. Uh, yeah, yeah. At Wigan, okay. so. They have a decent crowd there as well. Oh, big crowd. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, massive crowd. What are your thoughts? Like, obviously, uh, you know, your your type of style, man, is explosive, speed, power. You know, you get low towards the goal line. You know, you're always yeah. trying to find your nose through. Uh, you know, coming over here, have you, like, looked at developing other aspects of your game or, like, you know, you reading, like, you got Paul McShane, man. Like, he's like, he's watching numbers all the time. That guy is, you know, if it's a two-man short, short side or a three-man or... Or you kind of at the moment just just playing what's got you here, basically just playing what's got me here, but also just trying to understand the game too mm. by getting the, getting that game time and just trying to get a feel for the game because it is a different game. But yeah, just l- like learning off Paul, he's been giving me a lot of pointers at training and and helping me out with my game and um, doing a bit of video here and there. So yeah, it's 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 going to take a while, I guess, to um, really get the grips of the game. But I'm I'm think I'm slowly getting getting a feel for it. Well, man, if you're getting team of a week <laughs> already, bro, I think you've got grips of the game, man. It's just bringing that energy every week. Um, I think the two, who are the two other fellas you come here with today? Who are the two? They're your roomies. Billy, yeah, Billy Takrikas and Shabio Tasapali. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to bring them in, man. If you told me, I would have got them on with you. Yeah, bro. I know. They would have loved to. They love, they love talking more. They than love me, a yarn. So. Yeah, they love a yarn. Yeah. How so? Are, you, are the family coming over at all? Or? Yep, so the missus will um, come over. In the pr- during the preseason, nice, and then yeah, that's it. I got no kids, so not yet, <laughs> <laughs> not yet. She'll be a bit of a shock for her, mate. The cold winter coming up, yeah. Oh, mate, like 
Because you lived in Brisbane, you know how hot yeah, it gets course. there. Yeah, it's hot now. It's like, I think it's in the 30s now, I believe. Yeah, and I've never experienced snow before. Like, I don't know if it snows here, does yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it does. So, like, the boys telling me during pre-season, like, you can't even feel your hands and that. Yeah. Is that true? Uh, yeah, you'll go through phases, but it, obviously if you're doing, if you, you know, if it's snow on the grass or whatever and your hands are in the grass, it'll get cold, but yeah. you'll suit up all right, man. Yeah, I'll be right. I've just never... I'm not a fan of the cold. I can't. I can't <laughs> you're, in the, the cold. you're in the wrong country, yeah, brother. Have <laughs> you been to PNG? It's that humid there. Uh, I've never been there, eh? Oh, it's that hot. Yeah, I bet. Are you from the? Are you from the island? Like the middle? Like the middle part? Are you from the like the coastline? Not from the coastal. Yeah. So okay. I'm from uh, a place called Hula. Hula. So it's about a couple of hours out of Port Moresby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when I look at it, right, I'm like. I, my perception is with Papua New Guinea people. So if you're from like the the, the inland, yeah, like they they the jacked up dudes. Yeah, so PNG is very diverse. Yeah, okay. So we've got yeah, we've got, PNG's got like people that look all different, and we all we all talk. Um, we have over eight hundred different languages. Wow. And all different customs and um, our traditional uh, wear dresses all different. So yeah, it's a very diverse place. Yeah, wow. Like, oh, we all look different. Like our facial features, our yeah. body type. Like everyone looks different. So yeah, that's what yeah. that's what makes PNG so beautiful. Yeah, wow. I'd love to do um Kokoda. Is that that's in that's in PNG? That's in PNG, yeah. yeah I'd love to do that. Oh, that'd be unreal. I'd love to do it too. It seems like a pretty spiritual hike too as well. Like there's a lot of cuz you'll have to I don't know how much information you know on it, but is it from like is it the whole journey of it or is it just literally like a a long walk from I wouldn't even know. I think it's like I think it's like a couple of days walk, but I've seen people talk about it and they say yep. like the journey and the, the stories that they tell and stuff. Yeah, I think just the stories they tell. Like it's pretty. I'm not too sure how far the walk is, but I know it's through a jungle, mm. and it's yeah, it's not like an easy. It's not an easy walk to do, yeah. but I think um you know the stories they tell you of what um you know the Anzacs had to go mm. through during that that time that makes it so special, and just that connection that the um, PNGs have with the Anzacs, you know, yeah. helping them out during the war. So I think that just um. Yeah, it makes that very spiritual. That's awesome, man. Well, look, dude, it's been a pleasure having you on, and um, I feel like we could talk many, much more. But one thing I always ask, like my my guest, what are you grateful for? Grateful to be alive. Yeah, nice, brother. Nice, I like that. Well, you've got some amazing opportunities coming up, bro, so just keep working hard, and I'm excited where you'll be in five years' time. Thank you, brother. It's been a pleasure, mate. No worries, dude. Look after yourself. Take care. Thanks, pal. Don't just talk it, walk it. Walk is only.